0: welcome to a celebration of beer i'm eric from tap in geek out and what follows is seven wonderful interviews from different brewers that we got to talk to at the great american beer fest We're going to do something we've never done before. We're going to release seven episodes in seven days because that's how awesome each of these breweries were to talk to. And we know you guys want the coverage soon. So what follows is our interview with Family Business Beer Company. Doug and I are going to jump in before each episode and give you guys an update of what's going on and a little bit about the beer. Yeah, these two gentlemen, Gino and Nate, not only were they first to sit down with us
1: at the festival, but they were the first brewery to actually confirm with us. So I, I thought it was only appropriate that we serve them up first in our uh, week at JBF. For Eric and I, the highlight of the family business booth was the cleverly named Hollinoats Brown Ale, which Eric found particularly enjoyable.
0: I did. I like the beer and I like the name. And I often, at Great American Beer Fest, drink beer based solely on the name. And I was very happy to see that the first brewery that agreed to talk to us had a beer called Hollow Notes. We hope you guys enjoy the interview.
1: we need an introduction.
0: Yeah, it'd probably be a good way to start
1: today. This is Tap In Geek Out with your hosts, Doug Lunn and Eric G. Hollis. Man, when we changed the branding for our podcast to be really beer-centric, we knew we were going to have a lot of fun, but I didn't realize at the time where that path was going to lead us. And I would call today the culmination, or maybe not the final destination of that path, but it's definitely where I wanted to get to in, in terms of um, the kinds of people that we were talking to and the kinds of information we were bringing to our audience. Uh, we've introduced you guys to a lot of great tasting beer and a lot of fantastic people along the way. And all of those uh, are members of the Colorado craft scene. Today, we have the huge pleasure of being able to introduce seven different breweries from out-of-state live from the 2018 Great American Beer Festival in Denver, Colorado. This is something Eric and I have been amped for for quite some time. Uh, last night, we hit the tasting floor and stopped and, and met with a couple of the, the brewers that we're going to be talking to. We tried their beer. We had a great time, although I do have to acknowledge the very first thing I want to point out is that they made it really difficult to find where we were going this year. They flipped the whole layout. They used to divide things up by regions,
0: and... Uh, it was a little confusing, but you know what? If you've got a beer in your hand, it's really easy to power through it. Yeah, it was a little bit more confusing this year, only because normally when things are done by region, we dodge Colorado like the plague because we live here. We can have all of the Colorado beer we want any time that we want. We really wanted to talk to brewers about beer that we can't necessarily get here in Colorado, and I think that's important. And I'm just going to jump right in today. I went to college in Athens, Georgia, and from what I've heard, the closest thing to Athens, Georgia is Austin, Texas, <laughs> where our first brewery is from. Actually, Austin being much bigger than Athens is, but I've heard that they have a very similar vibe. But we've got Gino and Nate from Family Business Beer Company mm-hmm. here to talk to us. Uh, you guys were actually the first beer table I think we went to yesterday. We tried all of your beers, and let me just tell you before we start, Hall Oats. Who came up with the name? Because that's <laughs> phenomenal.
2: Yeah, uh, I think that was actually Nate. Did I do that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I might have
0: done that. Yeah. You fan cool. of the music, or did it just happen to fit with, uh, with uh, the beer? It,
2: it was just a funny name, I guess. It's an oatmeal brown ale, and so uh, it was just a funny name that seemed to fit. It sounds a little brown, too, doesn't it? Hollow Notes, it's got a brown sort of a vibe to it. Mm.
0: I'd say so. When you think, oats, oh, you, yeah, it, you can kind of associate that with a brown color. The beer was absolutely delicious, too. Okay, thank you. I don't know. I probably tried about 100 beers yesterday, and that definitely was, was up at the top of my list. And I'm glad that you cool. guys decided to kind of be our guinea pigs, first brewery from out of state we've ever sat down with here on the podcast. So you're popping our cherry as much as we're, we're doing yours. Cool. So, yeah, this is fun. Thanks for having That's us and, and doing this with us. Tell us a little bit about y'all's history as Family Business Beer Company.
3: So I, I guess the idea probably started about ten years ago or something along that line. Uh, myself and my brother-in-law Jensen Ackles, um, we were doing a bunch of homebrewing in Southern California. We're actually making some pretty decent beer, you know. Kind of became uh, students of the craft. We're sharing our beer um, with family and friends, and I can say that now that it's been like ten years, we put it on at a uh, you know homebrew on a draft system at a bar I worked at in uh, in Malibu and you know people kind of went wild for it and so we thought hey there might be something to this you know let's uh, kind of put a pen to paper and, and see if we can scratch together a business plan that that makes sense financially as well and then kind of start looking for for a place that would kind of fit the business model that we were looking to do and um you know we, we explored in southern california for a little while ventura county uh seemed to kind of be interesting for a little while but my side of the family is originally from louisiana Mother's side, dad side's from Dallas, uh, Jensen's from uh, Richardson, just outside of Dallas. And so it, it made sense uh, for us to bring the brewery back home, you know, so to speak. And, um, you know, looking at Texas as a whole, it only seemed like Austin was the only place that that really fit our vibe and our brand. We did spend some uh, childhood years not far from the brewery, actually. My uncle has about 400 acres out there, and so we were camping and fishing and that kind of stuff out there. And nice. I mean, it's just kismet. Everything worked out, and we're now next-door neighbors with that same piece of property.
1: In terms of who is coming up with the ideas for the the recipes, it sounds like there's probably some other
2: people that are in the business as well that are putting those recipes together for the individual beers. I'm generally writing the recipes, I guess, but the ideas come from just about anywhere. We've brainstormed a lot of ideas uh, together and have definitely gotten some ideas um, from from elsewhere, I'd say. But I'm usually the one that kind of crunches the numbers on paper and puts that together, I guess.
1: Gotcha. How did you come to a decision as to what beers you wanted to bring to the festival this year?
2: Um... Well, uh, we took a poll amongst our staff for one thing. Uh, you know, and, 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 obviously it's based a lot on what we wanted to enter into the competition. And so there's a lot of factors that come in to play with that. You know, what actually has a chance, you know, uh, well, what does the rest of the competition look like? You know, um, what's particularly fresh right now, all sorts of things like that factors that come into play. But we actually did end up putting a poll to our staff and, uh, kind of averaged out those numbers to see what were the, the most popular choices there. And then basically Gino and I put our heads together and decided which ones we really wanted to bring. Based on that, you know, which ones seemed uh, like, like the smartest ones. We definitely wanted to bring a variety, too, because that's a huge thing for us. That's a big part of our focus is just creating a huge variety of beers. I love brewing lagers. I love brewing hoppy beers. I love having something for the people that only want, uh, you know, a 9% stout. You know, I, I, I love having just a huge variety like that. So... So that is kind of central to our vision. So I think the five beers that we have are all uh, you know, fairly different from each other, but all kind of reflect who we are at the same time.
1: Are any of those staples on tap back in Texas?
2: Um, yeah, the Hall Oats is a year-round beer. The, uh, the Grackle is a year-round beer as well. The Cosmic Cowboy, that's our American IPA, is a year-round beer. The other two are rotators, uh, but I think that they're probably ones that we'll do fairly often. They're all beers that are popular back in the tap room at home
1: how do people drink your beer in Texas? Do you guys have a tap house? Or are you distributing at this point?
2: We're about 90% tap room right now. We've started distributing a little bit. Uh, Gino probably knows numbers on that better than I do, but we're a 15 acre property, uh, beautiful Oak Grove picnic tables. There's even a playground and snow cone stand, uh, food truck, well-behaved kid and dog friendly, as we like to say. Yeah, um, both on a leash preferably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, but, but, but that's generally the idea of the place is we've got this big property that's that beautiful and in inviting and we want people to come out, spend an afternoon with their families, have a good time, have a couple of great beers. And, uh, you know, it's all about quality time. Beer is a family value. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Can I steal that? Beer sure. is a family value. Yeah. I and stole it, it from somebody. I don't know. And if
1: it isn't, it should be. Now, <laughs> Dripping Springs, that's outside the city limit of Austin, out there down in the, the wild. I've obviously never been to your estate before, but compare it to like the Salt Lake, which is uh, something that I just visited recently in terms of like the, the scenery and the landscape, because I know they're pretty close.
2: Sure. Probably, probably comparable distance. I'd say Dripping Springs is maybe a little bit closer, but just in an opposite direction. Um, we're about 20 minutes west of Austin, uh, pass through a couple other small towns and then get to Dripping Springs and Dripping Springs has really kind of become, I think the, uh, I guess you would say alcohol Mecca of, of central Texas (laughs) in a way there's wineries just galore. There's a a bunch of wineries out towards Fredericksburg, which is a bit further west and probably a little bit better known, but a bunch of wineries out there, a handful of distilleries, uh, several breweries uh, along with us and there's a bunch of other cool stuff like uh, you know there, there's like an an olive company and, and places like that that you know it's really kind of like your consumable uh, entertainment sort of a destination I guess a destination's yeah, a it. good word for mm-hmm. it I think because
1: it, yeah. it is that experience of like you said the scenery and the landscape and mm-hmm. and the beer and company of course yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, and it's a beautiful area. It's just rural enough to be just really gorgeous and relaxing, and and you feel like you're out in the country, but we're surrounded by a lot of other cool things to do and and developments and stuff like that that are going on out there, so.
1: So if I hopped in an Uber from the Austin airport, how long would it take me to get out there?
2: From the airport? What do you think? Um, From the airport, it'd probably be about 45
3: minutes. Yeah. Something along that line, depending on how aggressive your Uber driver is. Yeah.
2: (laughs) The airport's a little southeast, and we're kind of southwest, so, yeah. Yeah.
1: So bringing it back to Denver, how would you guys rate your first year here in terms of a success for family business?
2: Oh, I think we've had a great time. We've talked to yeah. a lot of really cool people. We always joke about this that it sometimes it takes coming to Denver to hang out with the people that you know from other breweries back home, you know, but we've yeah. gotten to do that a lot. So, I think it's been great. We've had a blast.
1: Sure. Along those lines, this is always something I'm kind of reluctant to ask brewers like tell us about other people's beers because they want to talk about theirs but this is the great american beer Festival. we love talking
2: about other people's beers yeah Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) it's great
1: that's great to hear so what did you try this year that maybe something that really kind of blew your mind like something different that you'd never tried before
2: Well, we went to a a beer bar in Denver that was like a serve-yourself beer bar. I know that's not what you're asking, but that was a pretty weird experience. (laughs) That was a brand-new thing for me. Yeah, and
3: there's a little bit of a learning (laughs) curve associated with that. So the crowd polices itself uh, as far as overconsumption. You know, know, there's card scanners and this kind of stuff, and uh, eventually it does cut you off. We learned that. Yeah, Um, yeah, Sharing one card, we are like, okay, I guess we're done here. Moving on. Yeah. it's been a long time since I've been in California, and it was nice to kind of be able to just walk the floor and, and visit some breweries that, you know, I had bottles of here and there in, uh, in California and kind of revisit them <clears throat> and mm-hmm. also see what, uh, what new things that they're doing as well as some of the local breweries here as well. We kind of, when time permit, would go out uh, and little field trips and kind of hit up a few different local breweries. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Did you guys get any inspiration for maybe some new recipes?
2: Maybe we'll you know we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> stew on some of those ideas a little bit, but you know yeah we had a great time. We uh, went out to Ratio, we went out to our mutual friend, a couple other places. Yeah, it's great. Denver has some great great breweries. We didn't get to make it out to Black Project, who I've loved in the past when I've been here. Back when they were called Former Future, uh, I wish we could have gotten a chance to do that. But. Yeah, and
3: uh, and True I think was another one on the show. yeah the we best. didn't
2: we didn't quite make it out to True this trip, but I guess next time.
0: What goes into preparing for Great American Beer Fest? I mean, as soon as you get home, are you going to start prepping for 2019?
2: We were talking about that right after the awards ceremony today. <laughs> you know, what are yeah. we going to do differently next year? Yeah.
3: Yeah, maybe be a little more prepared and take some extra time to kind of really figure out what we want to bring and, and what categories we want to enter, you know, because uh, one beer true to style might not necessarily do as well in the category that it should be in, but in an alternate category, it may do really well. You know, and we kind of saw that whenever they were calling out some of the winners of how people would just move their beer from one category to another and it ended up doing really well. So there's that level of strategy involved as well. You know, and it's not just like, hey, I've got an amber ale. Maybe it's an American amber. Maybe it's an ESB. Who knows? Kind of have to roll the dice a little bit, I guess.
1: I think a lot of consumers, and maybe this is even true for brewers as well, don't realize like how many different distinct styles Mm -hmm. have been identified in 2018. I think there was, what, a hundred and two categories something like yeah. that yeah. this year yeah i think that's right what goes into distinguishing between all of those different like there's what 20 different ipa categories is it the process is it the ingredients is it a bit of both
2: yeah it's it's tricky <laughs> yeah i think it's a lot of those things you know and sometimes it probably comes down to the judge's palate and maybe what they had for breakfast that morning and if they got a good night's sleep or if you know yeah. that, that kind of thing But, I mean, that said, there are great breweries that are winning year after year after year. Uh, Got to give a shout-out to our buddies in Austin, the ABGB, uh, third year in a row, as large brew pub of the year, and clearly they're hitting the right notes there. Yeah, that's
3: saying something. Yeah.
1: Gino, you're coming through a little horse. Have you been the mouthpiece of the business so far? Uh,
3: Yeah, I I went hard. I'm I'm not a talker. I'm not a talker. So, uh, yeah, the first day I was kind of having a shout over the music and everything, and I was like, all right, well, I'm done after night one, but. It'll be back, I'm sure, in time for work Monday.
0: (laughs) Tell us a little bit about the scene in Austin. One thing we get to hear from the Denver brewers and the Colorado Springs brewers is how supportive Mm -hmm. they are of each other, whether it comes down to sharing ideas for recipes or, Mm -hmm. hey, man, I'm out of grain. Can I borrow a bag from you? Is that kind of similar to what you guys experience? Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's just kind of a fact of life, I think,
2: in our industry. I think what all of us realize is that none of us are really in competition with each other and we've got another much bigger, more evil competitor out there that we need to stick together against, I guess. But yeah, for sure, whether it's like you said, I'm a little short on this grain, you know, can I borrow some, I'm short on this hop, can I borrow some, to collaborations, to, if nothing else, just telling everybody else how great each other is, you know, recommending each other to people. I think we all realize that uh, you know, rising tide raises all ships, or whatever the expression is. That vibe is definitely there. I think a lot of us just consider each other
0: uh, friends and compatriots. That's good to hear. <clears throat> Everyone here loves beer. Yeah. This is also a pop culture podcast. I want to know if you guys would share with me outside of beer, what do you guys get into? What scratches your geek itch?
2: Huh. Uh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hadn't
3: been in the industry as long as Nate has, obviously. Um, It's been all-consuming for me. I think I take mental vacations when I've got time off and just kind of like look at far-off distant lands and like, man, maybe one day I'll I'll have a break from work and I'll be able to go out there and do that. But in the same breath, I absolutely love doing this. Uh, If my wife would let me do it 18 hours a day, I'd be there every day, all day, fully involved, but sleep, music helps. We're actually uh, training for a half marathon, and my brother-in-law is going to do the whole marathon in Seattle. So that's pretty exhausting as well if there's any leftover energy after work.
0: Normally, running long distances and drinking beer are two things that don't go together.
3: (laughs) Well, I I do one so I can do the other. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs)
0: exactly. That's a really good way to look at it because the calories, man.
3: Calories in, calories out.
0: Yeah.
2: I run a bit too, and I think it's pretty necessary. I'm in my early 40s and I work with beer for a living. I have to exercise, you know. It's just not going to work out. It's almost a little bit embarrassing to say that when my wife and I need to get out of the house, at least half the time we're going to a brewery. But we're in this business because it's a hobby and it's something we love to do.
3: And the thing is there's so many great breweries in Austin – um, to what Nate was saying, we've got friends in the industry. They're all over Austin, and it takes coming to Denver or being in Tennessee or something along that line and seeing them and be like, "Man, we, you know, we're trying to get out to your brewery one of these days. They're, they're maybe 30 miles away, but it's it seems like such an uphill battle to try and get over there." And so. Like you're saying, you know, they're, they're coming over to our booth and we're going over to theirs and actually getting to try their beer and, and kind of hang out and talk. So it's always a good time to bond and hang out with other brewers and, and get inspiration and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, always pitch a, a collaboration here and there with, uh, with a few close friends. Some
2: friendos.
0: <laughs> yeah. Keep an eye out for friendos. <laughs> I've noticed there's a lot of trending towards the barrel aged beer this year and last year. I wondered if you guys could talk a little inside baseball with me. What's coming up? What do you think is on the cusp that we're going to start seeing next year in brewing? Mm, as far as just
2: some new trend, whether it's barrel age or not. Right. Or um, the brutes,
0: I've noticed, or, yeah, or
2: the one the that's on the rise. The brood is kind of a big new thing. That's true. I've been reading up and also hearing a lot from other brewers about these Norwegian yeasts that everybody's so excited by, these kvake yeasts. That may become a thing by next year. That'd be cool. I think the sour thing is going to continue to grow both barrel-aged and quick sours. Outside of those hazy IPAs, I feel like that's kind of been the biggest trend of the last few years.
3: And we've had some success in our tasting room as well with um, kettle sours. We've got one, uh, the Spree, which is a a classic Berliner Weiss, and then we do a fruited version of that as well with fresh watermelon juice and basil. So that's been uh, been pretty popular, especially in Austin, uh, Dripping Springs, where it's like 105 degrees, you know, or has been at least for the last like, month or so.
2: And when he says some success, he means it immediately became our best-selling yeah. beer in the room. <laughs> the watermelon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Those variations on uh, various quick sour beers. There are a lot of people that love beer that love those types of beers, but I feel like we've also had a lot of people that come out to see us that maybe got dragged along by another, you know, a friend or a family member or whatever that don't think that they like beer until they have one of those. I think that that style will continue to grow.
1: It's a great answer. (laughs) That heat and the humidity that you mentioned is is the first thing I think of whenever Austin comes to mind. You've now had the benefit of being able to brew in like different parts of the country. How much does the regional climate affect the actual brewing process? I think
2: there's a reason that loggers are so big in Texas, honestly. Basically, the best loggers in the country, maybe the world, are coming out of Texas right now. And I think that that's part of the reason for that, for sure. Yeah. I brewed for a time in the Pacific Northwest, and it it, it was all dry hoppy beers up there, and uh, it you know it just kind of makes sense when you're up there. That's kind of what you want. I feel like there's got to be something to that as well.
3: The actual temperature down there does affect the brewing process. I know we try and turn everything over as fast as we can. You know, as far as you know, having grain, we don't want to keep it in house too long because it it is warm, it is humid out there. Our specific brewery is uh, is an environmentally sensitive area, so we actually truck all of our water in that we use for the brewing process, and we have a storage tank. So we're we're having to manage that water uh, responsibly, and you know, same thing. You know, we don't we don't want it to sit out there in the sun too long, so it's being treated and brought in and filtered and all that kind of stuff. So try and use the freshest products uh, we have available to us.
0: I know you guys said you flew here. How do you get all your beer here? The Texas Craft Brewers Guild actually uh,
2: puts together a a shipment that members of the guild can uh, basically bring all their kegs or their competition submissions in bottles or cans or whatever to a particular brewery. I think we dropped off the competitive beer at Austin Beer Works this year and then the festival floor beer at Live Oak this year and it goes up on a a truck all together. So, that's pretty cool. We've got a guild that's hugely supportive as well. It's not just you know the other breweries supporting each other, but we've got a guild that's really trying to look out for uh, the best interests of all the the breweries wow. that are operating here in Texas.
0: That's awesome. Got to make your amazing. life easy, yeah, yeah. or great. easier, I should say. Yeah, yeah for does. sure.
1: You guys have enough left to last through this Saturday evening session?
2: I think so. I, well, <laughs> we'll I, see. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll see if we can rally. I, I think when, it might be close, but I think call. I think we'll yeah, I, I think we'll make it. Yeah.
1: Well, you mentioned you might be a little reluctant to leave the respite of the quiet hallway here to, to get back there. What do you guys got going it on is all, tonight? It is
2: awfully nice down here. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Just headed back to the booth after this and round out the night?
3: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, we're hearing whispers of, of what some of the other Texas breweries are doing, and so we're kind of like, hey, give me, a, give me a shout if you guys are going to go out and do anything. And so I'm sure that's probably where we'll end up, you know, unless my wife's listening, then I'm going back to the hotel and I'm going to sleep. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we'll play it by ear. <laughs>
1: I really appreciate you guys taking some time to to sit down and and talk with us. It's such a pleasure to be able to meet people who are doing the things that you do. As a fan of beer, thank you for taking up the craft. I think it's underappreciated how much effort really goes into it. Aside from the blood, sweat, and tears, uh, you're part mechanic and part biologist and part chemist and part farmer. I mean, it, it's just such a discipline that requires so many different talents. And uh, again, as a beer fan, I appreciate it.
2: Well, thank you. Awesome. This, this is really fun to do. And it, it's a huge privilege to be able to do something that you would do as a hobby or would pay to do anyway for
0: a living. So, yeah. you know, we, we feel we're lucky we're able to do this kind of stuff anyway. Yeah. That so. is a fantastic thank, thank you way to look us. at it. Yeah. yeah can we find you guys or our listeners I should say we'll find you but facebook twitter where can we follow yep. you a lot all that stuff yep. all that stuff yeah instagram you mentioned earlier gina
3: yep. yeah we're uh, family business beer co On uh, Instagram, I think it's the same thing on Facebook as well.
1: Gotcha. Those are the two best places to see what you guys are up to? Yeah, Yeah,
3: absolutely. Or just come down to to the tasting room, come hang out with us and and see firsthand.
1: I know that's on my list of things to do next time I'm in Austin. I'm in there fairly regularly. It's such a great city. Their culture is, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a little bit of tradition and a lot of forward thinking kind of rolled into this really great scene. Yeah. Music beer it's, it's every.
3: It's everything that you want in in a city it you know? is and yeah. if it wasn't so hot i would probably <laughs> spend more time <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 i've, I've yeah. got my fingers crossed we're, we're at the end of the, the hot season yeah. i think it's gonna rain for a little while and then hopefully the weather will kind of balance out
0: has it been a nice weekend in colorado for you guys comparatively oh,
3: speaking yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, pretty it, nice it's i I, yeah.
2: I think it hasn't been too hot in austin but it's been thunderstormy so i guess it's
0: good to not be in that yeah yeah fantastic well thank you guys so much for being the first brewery willing to sit down with us here on (sighs) thank you for having us geek out this is fun
1: anything else you want to pimp or shout out to
3: uh i think nate was going to sing a song actually
2: Uh, um, Nice. (laughs) no all right next time i don't know any songs (laughs) okay
3: we'll work on something and, and next time we sit down with you guys
0: we'll we'll yeah we'll next time That's we're gonna right. hold you to that we'd love to okay. yeah. looking forward That'd to that be great. yeah <laughs> i just play the guitar so <laughs> <laughs> i got a band then right yeah am, there basically you go.
3: <laughs> well
1: thanks cool. yeah thank, thank you guys, guys for so guys. much uh, it. family business beer care. company
3: cheers